Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. And today we have as our special guest, Laura Burke, the star of the recently released movie, Motherly. Laura, thank you so much for being our guest. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I am doing great. And I'm really excited about this chat. Uh, as I told you just before we went live, I absolutely loved Motherly. Now, for all our viewers out there who uh, have not watched Motherly yet and are interested in watching it, it's basically available on your video on demand streaming platform of choice. Uh, look it up. Uh, it's available for rent or buy. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, Laura, I got to start off as my first question. Is this your first leading role in a feature film? Uh, no, no, it's not. Um, I have, oh gosh, I don't know numbers, but uh, I've done a few leading roles. I've been very lucky in the, the roles that I've had recently. Um, so I've, you know, I've been number one on the call sheet a few times um, and it's always a treat when that happens. So, you know, it doesn't get easier, but uh, not the first time. You absolutely shined in motherly and i'm i don't i'm not saying that to blow smoke uh <laughs> i really mean it as a parent myself you absolutely drew us in into what a parent would do for their child now when it came on to you taking on this role uh how important was that for you to portray in terms of what as as a parent having no limits as to what they would do for their child yeah i mean well that was kind of the the springboard for kate i'm like okay you know i'm not a parent i have a dog but i'm not a parent um you know trying to get into the like why like why you would go to such extremes you know um and trying to tap into that but to me it was also i get a kick out of trying to like the audience trying to get the audience to like a character that might not necessarily be likable um and finding the humanity in them despite perhaps their actions so the fact that you said that uh is actually really great so thank you i mean uh, there was nothing about kate that i found unlikable maybe it's because as a parent i could totally sympathize and understand why she did what she needed to do. And to our audience, we're going to, you know, because this is a fairly recent movie that was released, we're going to not give away any spoilers. So we're going to sort of tiptoe around those landmines and not give away <laughs> too much, <laughs> which is really difficult to do, but we're going to do our best. So when you got the script and you read through this and you saw what the whole story is basically about. What were your initial reactions? Um, I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not in a place in my career right now where scripts just land on my, on my desk. So, you, know, I, you know, I get a script, I'm like, great, what can I do with it? How can I make it interesting? How can I put my take on it? Um, so in turn, but in terms of this one, again, without giving away too much, there is very much two, well, more than two, but different sides to Kate that we see. So being able to, you know, the range of colors that I can paint with in this character was just so enticing to me. I, you know, I kind of got to do a full spectrum. So, you know, as a selfish actor, I was like, yeah, I want, I want to get my teeth into this one. What was it that you wanted to bring to Kate? Uh, 
that was not in the script, a part of yourself, your take on Kate, that you brought to the screen? I feel like I should have some very philosophical answer to that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I made a choice to put a scene. I think that, you know, any actor doing their job well, just parts of you just seep into the character and that's why you get cast because your version is different to the other person you know the however many people are auditioning so i don't know that it was a conscious decision um although you know i am quite a gentle person in regular life and you know i I try to see the best in people all the time so perhaps something about her humanity okay now this is not a spoiler it's in the synopsis of the movie uh your character with your daughter is in witness protection because your husband in the film uh, killed a little girl, okay? Uh, This part is not really handed to us on a silver platter in the film, but how did you come to grips with the fact that you and Beth, who is the character, your daughter, uh, have to be under witness protection? You know what, that was actually something for me that really clicked once we got to the set. So we filmed in this massive old house out in the middle of Ontario, you know, nowhere. Um, And I'm not going to lie, like before we got there, I was struggling with the isolation. You know, this is pre-COVID, so nobody knew what isolating was then. Um, And then once we actually, you know, we had that big old barn, that kind of really clicked in for me. So I was very thankful to to have that real life situation to help bring it all together now yeah now when it came uh you are under witness protection program you know in the witness protection program and as the movie unfolds through the first second and third act we get to find out more and more information as to what really uh happened uh in your take uh Kate had to make a really hard decision in regard to her husband. Uh, how difficult was that in portraying and tempering your emotions when you find out that Brad, uh, who was your husband, who is in jail, when you got the news that he died in jail? Um, how difficult was it? Um, I mean, you know, it's just a case of finding a way into that scenario and whatever that personalization means to you. And, you know, obviously guilt is, you know, without giving away too much, there's a huge amount of guilt and, you know, second guessing yourself. And, you know, (laughs) I've gone through a lot of that in real life. So I'm sure as we all have. So um, it was definitely challenging in terms of, we were a small budget film, you know, we went a huge budget and, you know, I didn't have my own trailer. I didn't have, you know, I'm trying to find a corner in the middle of the room while everyone's setting up, you know, sorry, in the middle of the house while everybody else is setting up and, you know, trying to find a focus area to get into that headspace. That was hard. Um, but then, yeah, you just, you just got to get on with it. Yeah. Now you are uh, from the UK, but you currently live in Canada. Uh, was this film shot in Canada? Yeah, yeah, just a couple hours drive from Toronto, which is where I am in Toronto. Okay, Uh, so like I said, uh, I mean, hats off 
to, uh, you know, Beth, who was played by Tessa Kozma. That little girl was brilliant. Uh, how did you find working with her? With Were you impressed when, you know, the director yelled action and what she brought to the to the set? Oh, God, yeah. She was... <laughs> it's frustrating because, you know, adult actors, we, we think so much and, you know, really trying to get in, you know, I'm in the corner, I'm trying to get into whatever scene I'm about to be in. Tessa would be, you know, scrolling through her iPad, joking around, like, okay, ready to go, ready to go. Bam, she's straight into whatever it is we're doing. So it was <laughs> frustrating to see her be able to do that in a loving way. But I was just, I was in awe of her, you know, I guess, well, she wasn't, she was, I think, 11 when we filmed. So, you know, she still had that child, you know, childlike innocence and they, they just don't overthink things. She just got up and did it. Yeah, and she it was was, great. So great to see. She was brilliant. And the way you two worked together was amazing. Did you and her spend any time together alone to try to build up that chemistry that we saw on the screen? You know, we didn't. We had... Uh a callback rehearse no like a callback um i'd been cast but uh craig david wallace was just kind of wanted to see us work together so we had that one meeting and then i believe it was on set so you know as soon as you get on set you're like hi tessa i'm gonna be your mom um but it kind of worked for me i mean i can't speak for tessa because we you know as much as I would do anything for my daughter, there was still this kind of barrier between Kate and Beth um, in terms of the story and things going on. So it kind of helped. Uh, so was Tessa cast before you were? Uh, no, I believe I, I was cast first because then uh, I came in to do the read with Tessa. I think Craig pretty much knew it was her. He just wanted to see us work together. And as soon as we did, uh, I think he was it was just it was a no-brainer with her now would you describe kate throughout all the horrible events that unfolded uh in regards to the family absolutely just living in denial and thinking that this is something as a parent she can control yeah i mean bliss blissful ignorance maybe just you know pushing stuff down pushing stuff down and i think she just always you know she in her mind it's just one track it's must do what is best for Beth. Um, and she does, you know, she's got the blinkers on and she can't see all the other disastrous, for, you know, stuff that's going on around her. For me, I think uh, the blindfolds for Kate came off in the end. Uh, when you look at Beth and ask her, do you love me as well? Or something to that nature. I think yeah. that's when she really saw the situation for what it was like. Do you agree? I mean, yes, it, gosh, my memory is so bad. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I, I do, like, in the moment, um, I kind of remember still feeling this point of desperation. Like, I, you know, what, just, like, looking for something. Please, more of a, she wanted Beth's approval. Please tell me what I've done was right. You know, if you love me too, it's then it's not all for nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah, now... You know, I've spoken to plenty of actors and uh, a lot of them are very self-critical of their work. Uh, like I said, you were absolutely phenomenal. When you saw the final product uh, at a screening or wherever you saw it, were you genuinely impressed with the film in general? Um, yes, self-critical actors, it, it is the way it is. Um, I will say 
for this film, well, I didn't get to watch it on a big screen yet. I had to watch it in my living room because COVID. Mm -hmm. But um, I was able to sit back and enjoy the film as a whole, as opposed to, oh, God, why am I doing that? Why is my face making, like, you know, <laughs> why did I make that decision? What a terrible decision. So I did, um, yeah, I did enjoy it as a whole. It's hard. It is. And it is a horror film. It is a thriller. It's a mystery. It's a suspense. It falls under a lot of different umbrellas, you know, under the horror subgenre. You can't just, uh, you know, pigeonhole it into one category, which I think it's what makes it so great. It's very, it's, it's about characters. It's, it's about human beings and how they react to situations, especially when it comes to their own family. Uh, as far as the guilt in regards to Brad and your husband, uh, was there any special kind of techniques that you put on the screen as to how she must have been just overwhelmed with that guilt uh, in order to protect her daughter and ultimately what she had to do to Brad? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know if there was a technique per se. I mean, you know, you do your work before you get to set and try and create this well-rounded human being and uh, you just kind of have to let go of that and trust it in the moment. Now, at the end of every shooting day, because this is such an emotionally intense character, did you find it hard uh, to put Kate aside for the day? Or are you the kind of actor that sort of lives in it as you're going through the whole shooting process to keep that authenticity? <laughs> well, we shot a lot of nights. It was like almost two weeks of nights, so I'm not going to lie. By the time we... Uh, finished with the day at five or six o'clock in the morning I was like I am going to bed um <laughs> so <laughs> didn't find it hard to let go at the end of the day you know I you know happy to go home go to bed in the moment you know you're in the middle of a scene maybe in between takes I like to kind of keep in the in the in the vein of whatever it is that we're doing. I'm not like Tessa I can't just start joking around with the crew and then come back to whatever the intensity is so Yes and no, but I, I'm pretty good at letting go at the end of the day. Now, you've appeared in a lot of stuff over the years. Uh, you have done stints on, like, some paranormal shows like Paranormal 911, which, by the way, I love those kind of shows. Uh, so was this your first real deep dive into a horror film? No, no, I've uh, I've been pretty lucky. Um the first kind of bit, well, the role, the kind of the role for me that really started changing things was I, I did a, a role in a film called Poor Agnes. I think it was in 2017 where I played uh, a serial killer. Mm -hmm. uh, and that for me was kind of the domino that started tipping things. And then, you know, I did a couple other horrors after that. I did Life Changer and then For the Sake of Vicious. Um, so, yeah, I've been sort of lucky. And each of the films that I've done in the genre, in the horror genre, and they've actually, like you just said, they kind of always have fallen over a bit of an umbrella, mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily straight up horror, um, which is something that I actually would like to do. So do like you have horror. an appreciation for horror, not only maybe as a fan, but also making them as well? Yeah, well, <laughs> be completely honest, uh, before I started doing any kind of horror films, I wouldn't watch them because I'm a big old scaredy cat. Like, I just, I just couldn't. I would watch one a year on Halloween and that was it. 
Um, but now that I've sort of, I understand it a bit more and like, honestly, the horror fans, uh, I think first year we went to Fantasia with, uh, poor Agnes. And I was just like, wow, what like great, amazing yeah. people, you know, they just love it. And they're very welcoming and open to, you know, actors that they don't know. And, you know, not necessarily a household name, but the horror fans are just so, yeah, so passionate. So I've definitely got a respect for them. I got to point out the uh, pictures and the props you have in the background. Are you a big Back to the Future fan? It's not me. No. But, well, I mean, I am. I, I like the film, but I can't take credit for this. This is uh, my, my boyfriend's uh, doing. Although he did, uh, he did add a poor Agnes one little further up if you can ah, see it. Ah, there so you go. I made awesome. it I made it to the wall. <laughs> well. I love the license plate. I love the license plate. Uh going back to motherly, this is something that is not pure fiction. This happens. This is real life. Uh did you find that disturbing at all? Well I didn't know about this until I don't even know if I knew about it before we shot i just craig uh craig david wallace our director and myself were in a, an interview together and he actually started talking about where the story came from and yeah it was based loosely on some real life happenings i believe in canada um yeah of course it's disturbing it's you know absolutely awful. and we're gonna sort of give a little bit of a not really a spoiler but touch on the topic of psychopathy okay and the uh inability of a human being not to feel any kind of emotions whether it's fear love anything and this movie touches on that did you do any kind of research into the what's now falls under the term of uh social uh, i think it's called social personality disorder or something like that where it encompasses conditions like psychopaths and uh, everything else. Yeah, uh, sociopaths. I mean, I mean, did you do any kind of research into that? Not for this. To me, Kate is not a psychopath. Hmm. She believes, I mean, you know, <laughs> psychologists may argue differently. But to me, in her mind, she was just she just knew what she needed to do to make sure that her one loved one that she had left is okay. Um, whereas previous, like the poor Agnes while I did, I spent tons of time researching, watching uh, YouTube videos of, you know, uh, serial killers and, you know, the charm that they have. I mean, I guess there was an element of that in, ter in terms of Kate, but specifically for this role, no, I didn't. As an actor, I mean, how do you find, uh, how important do you think researching, like, in this instance, uh, uh, a mental disorder, uh, into bringing that onto the screen. Do you feel sometimes it is useful, but other times it's better to just go in fresh and just bring what you think about it to the screen? I mean, I can only speak to my, without sounding like a douchey actor, process, you know, what I do compared to everyone else. I think there's no, there's no right and wrong. It's whatever you feel that you need to do to make the most believable, interesting character. Um, you know, sometimes you, like for this for this role, uh, Kate's a writer. So I spent some time writing a book as Kate to try and get into that headspace. And, you know, 
that to me was a way in to this character whereas you know previous roles have focused more on watching videos and doing the research absolutely now the director is uh craig david wallace as you mentioned uh did you spend a lot of time with craig in conversations into what he wanted to what his vision was for the movie and to make sure you guys were in sync not a lot of time you know indie productions the time time is not a luxury but we we definitely had you know we had a few phone calls and um he was very generous with his time um you know him and uh ian malone who was our, our, our co-writer they spent eight years i think trying to get this film off the ground so wow uh i yeah i felt a huge uh bur not burden but responsibility to you know do a bloody good job so <laughs> i wanted did. to speak I, well thank you i wanted to speak to him as much as possible um we did talk about kate's sort of whys why she was the way she was uh we actually had a cool conversation because to me i was that was kind of where it got stuck i'm like okay why 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 does she do this um and he actually wrote a little bit into the story about uh beth being sort of a miracle child that kate didn't think she could have yeah. and that kind of starts to focus on why she's so protective Absolutely. Uh, so how did you hear about this project? Is it something that uh, you and your agent actively pursued? Uh, was the script sent to your agent? How did you come across auditioning and then ultimately getting the role? Oh, I wish it was sent. I'm not that, I'm not that cool yet. No, no, You're a great nobody's... actress. You're a great <laughs> actress. <laughs> no one's sending uh, scripts just yet. Hopefully, hopefully uh, soon. No, I actually, so um, Abby Fedegreen and Laura Tremblay are producers. I've worked with both of those, both of them quite a few times. So I know when the project happened, Abby was definitely advocating for me, um, but I still, you know, had to send in a self-tape regardless of knowing Abby well and, you know, calling him a friend, I had to do it like everybody else. Um, and uh, yeah, got the role that way. Now, Kate, the way you brought her on to the screen and presented her to us is a very uh, empowered, strong woman, okay? Uh, is that, was that your intention? Is that what, how you wanted the audience to see Kate as? It's so funny because uh, not that I didn't want the audience to see her like that, but that was never a direct intention to me. It was just the writing was there and it was whatever was on the page, kind of my my kind of, not my go-to, but my natural instincts are, I'm, I don't feel that I'm strong. You know, I'm, I still feel like I'm like 21 years old. I'm like this little girl in my head. So when I'm playing, you know, characters that have kids and stuff, I'm like, oh gosh, okay. Um, so I guess, you know, just the the great writing from uh, Ian and Craig gave me a foundation. And then from there, that's, I guess, the strength just came through. Uh, obviously, in the film, you and your daughter are isolated. Uh, it looks, I mean, the, the scenery, the location, it looked beautiful where you guys filmed it at. How, I mean, how would you describe the location itself? Yeah, so we were, we were by Lake eerie so like i said a couple hours from toronto um in the middle of nowhere we literally stayed in a <laughs> it was like the bates motel you know half an hour away from set um and the barn especially so the barn was actually getting ripped down and completely rebuilt uh, by the owners um and the house is being all done up as well so we basically had a bit of a carte blanche 
in terms of what we were able to do around there, which was kind of nice. That was very um, nice. Yeah, it was just, it really helped. We were, you know, in the middle of nowhere, the landscape was just great. It was, it had that kind of eerie feeling already. Um, no out, pun intended. Out of all, out of all the roles that you've had so far, would you say this has been one of the most emotionally intensive uh, for you to do? Because you go, uh, we see a, a range of emotions that Kate goes through. You know, we see you trying to comfort your daughter and protect her, but not telling her everything that's going on. We see you completely break down and start bawling your eyes out in front of her. Uh, so that's what basically leads me to this question. Has this been one of the most emotionally challenging roles that you've had to do? You know, I hadn't really thought about it, but now, and you know, I said before, one of the, one of the allures to this uh, role was the fact that, you know, from here to here, like everything in between. And then, yeah, you get on set like, oh, well, this isn't easy, is it? Why did I, why did I decide to do this? So yeah, I actually would say it, it has been. There's been snippets of things in other films that I've done. I, I recently, I think after uh, Motherly, I did a, a film for Lifetime where I played a doctor who had issues with her daughter and almost loses her daughter. And um, I definitely drew on some of Kate for mm -hmm. that. So yeah, thanks for making me think. I think, I think what makes this movie, one of the things that makes this movie so great is as the film progresses and these layers are starting to be peeled back, uh, we, as the audience, really do start to question what really did happen. Did Brad actually kill this little girl? Uh, was it Kate and she just framed her husband until we ultimately uh, get to the truth? Do you like that way of storytelling where the audience is literally kept guessing until the final act? I mean, I neither like nor dislike it. It's, you know, it is the story and it made, you know, it, it made this story uh, interesting and to be able, you know, for the audience to be involved and be constantly guessing, you know, who it was. So, yeah, I think it worked for this instance. Now, you said you guys filmed this pre-COVID, so it must have been somewhere around 2019. So you guys literally had to sit for over two years waiting for it to be released um as an actor you know you move on to the next project but was there any part of you that was uh anticipating the release of the film well we actually filmed it right up until covid hit so every you know we had i think it was a three-week shoot and we'd be traveling back to toronto on the weekends go back to set on a monday morning and every weekend we'd kind of have a meet like, oh, have you heard about this? Oh, this weird thing called COVID, what's going on? And then week two, everyone came back and I was like, that's oh, a little bit more serious. And then that third week, every single day, um, our producers, again, Alfie and Laura would check in and say, is everyone feeling safe? We will shut down if we need to. We actually ended up shutting down production a day early because uh, we went into lockdown. So uh, they had to pick up one, one last day, you know, gosh, seven or eight months later. Um, so you had to go back uh, to finish or were your parts done? I was done. So okay. I, which was nice for me because uh, it was Colin, Colin Paradine, who played uh, Hal. He had to go back and do a full day 
um, which I don't envy him for because you do, you kind of compartmentalize things and say, right, moved on from that. Um, so to then go back in seven or eight months later must have been challenging for him. So this is pretty interesting. Um, uh, Motherly was the last film you did uh, before COVID changed the entertainment industry and it's still changing. Uh, working now and seeing all the changes that have been implemented, uh, do you feel safe going on set and all the precautions that are being taken? Yeah, absolutely. I like you. It's one of the safest places to be. You know, everyone's getting tested every other day or you know every day, and you know masks on, shields on. Um, it's hard though because you know sometimes you'll be acting with someone there off camera, and they. Uh, being made to keep a mask on and you're, you know, you're trying to interact with a human and all you can see is this. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. That part I don't like, but I definitely feel safe. Uh, you've been on, like I said, you've been on a lot of other projects as well. You started in the film for the sake of Vicious. Uh, how did that film come along for you? Uh, that was another production by Avi Fedegreen. He was our producer in that. Um, and again, he definitely advocated for me, but I did myself tape and, you know, we went in and I met our directors, uh, Reese Evanesian and uh, uh, Gabe Carrera. Um, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, you know, I'm just getting the auditions through from my agent like everyone else. Since the release of uh, Motherly, have you noticed any uptick? Like you, you've mentioned several times, scripts don't uh, have not been coming easily uh, to you. Uh, it takes time for a movie to catch on fire. Motherly was released in November, so barely two months ago. As more and people watch this and they see all the performances, um, have you noticed? Uh, like a bigger demand, more scripts being sent your way or whatnot? Big demand, I don't know. I just, I mean, I've had some great auditions recently and, you know, a couple of things uh, taken hold, you know, nothing uh, in solid writing yet. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to say. You got to give it time. It does. <laughs> I mean, things yeah. in entertainment do not happen overnight. But like I said, you definitely were a huge key factor in making this movie great and i cannot stress it enough for our audience to go out and watch this film uh it's an amazing film motherly it's available on your video on demand for video on demand platform of choice uh before we go do you have any final thoughts you want to share no i don't think so uh just thank you so much for having me and uh if you haven't seen the film yet then i hope you enjoy it and if you did watch it, uh, I hope you were moved, entertained, scared, thrilled, all of the above. Absolutely. And like I said, it's hard because we don't want to give stuff away. We want the audience to watch it and be surprised because it is exactly one of those kind of movies. With each act, uh, layers and layers get peeled back until you reach the ending. And the surprising thing, uh, not really surprising about Motherly, is that when you do get to the end and you look back to from the beginning of the movie in retrospect, you're like, how could I miss it? Yeah, and you know what I mean? I've, I've done a couple of interviews uh, with Craig, our director, and he's even he said himself, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily about a twist per se. It was just the way that they felt the story should go. So, you know, some people might get it right away. That's okay. Um, but it's, you know, it's fun that 
the audience can be involved in, in the story as it goes. Absolutely. And I don't want to spoil it for them. I want you guys to go out and watch this. You will not be disappointed. Laura, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you. And sharing your thoughts and experiences uh, with Motherly. Again, guys, go out and watch it. On behalf of Laura Burke and myself, stay safe and always stay walking. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.